Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And today, we get to learn about a program through the University of Mississippi that's helping bridge the gap in kindergarten readiness and I think that's a good thing. Joining us is Caitlin King. She is the Jumpstart site manager there for the university. Hey Caitlin. Hi how are you doing? Well I'm doing well and with the start of all the schools across Mississippi it's such a timely topic. Many parents are looking to their pre-k fours when I got a pre-k three and thinking man we want them to be ready for kindergarten next year so good timing but tell us a little bit about this jumpstart uh, program how did it get started or mississippi jumpstart should i say yes absolutely so jumpstart is a national early childhood education program and we got started here in mississippi through the university of mississippi um, about 10 years ago we actually just celebrated 10 years um, in may um, so a huge accomplishment. Um, but when we're in the classroom, uh, we work with children from about ages three to five, um, and we follow a Jumpstart session plan. Um, but our vision for Jumpstart is for every child in their kindergarten prepared to succeed. And what does that take, Caitlin? I know many parents think, oh, gosh, what do they need to have already learned? And it feels like there's a whole lot of pressure and it can be overwhelming. That's what school is for. You're supposed to put them in school to learn and they should have learned before they got there. And it's just everything. So how do you know? if your student is ready for kindergarten? Yeah, absolutely. It can be extremely overwhelming, and that's something with Jumpstart we try to do, too. Um, Not only help prepare students for those kindergarten readiness skills, but also kind of help families be more informed about what's going on in the classroom and what they can be, you know, working on um, with their child at home. But with Jumpstart, we focus on a number of skills. Um, We focus on vocabulary, um, building vocabulary when reading storybooks, um, phonological awareness skills. Um, We also have a focus on social-emotional development. Um, And and two, with Jumpstart, we really just foster um, a love and enjoyment for reading. We really try to focus on that as well. So for parents or grandparents listening, one of the easiest things to get a kid ready or just get them or keep them prepared is reading books to them or just having them have story time um, at home. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, just any type of language-rich environment um, is what we really um, advocate for. Um, anytime you have storybooks and you can, you know, walk through the, the book with the child um, and, and talk about what they see and what they think is happening in the story, um, or even like a trip to the grocery store is very easy, too. Um, as you're walking down the aisles of, you know, the produce section, you can talk about the different um, vegetables and, and fruits that you see and, and all of those kind of things and the colors that you see in the produce section. So things like that, too, that we might not think twice about um, can really help prepare those students for kindergarten. Well, take us back 10 years ago, or I guess uh, in 2012, when they decided to launch this program or thought that Mississippi needed Mississippi Jumpstart. What were some of the, I guess, reasons or concerns that they saw within those going into kindergarten that made this such a good fit for the the students in the area? Absolutely. Um, I think it goes back to focusing on those kindergarten readiness skills and really wanting to see um, Mississippi grow in in reading and really have those students be prepared, not only for kindergarten, but to carry on through elementary school, middle school, and high school and beyond. Um, And so it was really about just investing in our our students across the state and really trying to meet them where they're at. And in doing so, you know, we've recruited a lot of college students. And in some way, I feel like it's really helped our college students as well. They they take a lot from it when it comes to um, Jumpstart as well. Well, I see here you have had 575 volunteers since 2012. That's a lot. I mean, it, that's a lot of volunteers. How many children have been served in the last decade? Yes, absolutely. We've had plenty of or a lot of volunteers. Um, we've had about... Um, 172,000 um, hours uh, served in the program, and that's totaled to about a little over 1,900 children that have been served across the state. Does it have to be students, Caitlin, that works or volunteers with Mississippi Jumpstart? I'm just thinking maybe there may be retired teachers or preschool administrators or something listening, or I guess just, you know, those that may be interested in, in dabbling in this. Do you need different types of volunteers? So for Jumpstart for Mississippi, we focus on um, college students. That's where our program's at right now. Um, So for any college students listening, uh, we're recruiting, and uh, we're really just looking for um, college students who are motivated and and wanting to devote their time um, to working and serving children in the classroom. Um, We're open to all majors. Um, So we have, you know, majors anywhere from education, biology, engineering. Um, It's a number of of majors across the, the university. And so we really just look for those college students that are interested in in serving their communities. So you'll have grown to more universities. It's up to four now. Obviously, they're at the University of Mississippi. What other universities is Mississippi Jumpstart in? Yeah, so we're here at UM, and then we're also at the University of Southern Mississippi, uh, Mississippi State University, the Meridian Campus. Uh, We're also at Mississippi University for Women, and then we are also at Tougaloo College in Jackson. So do the students get trained on the, um, I guess, on the um, curriculum that then they'll go in and teach, or is it more of just, well, I don't think you'd throw them to the wolves, would you, Caitlin? (laughs) No, absolutely not. (laughs) You may, I don't know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's actually something I tell our members, or potential members, during the interview process. I'm not going to throw you into the classroom and say good luck. Um, we do provide training, uh, about 40 hours of training um, throughout the year, but we pretty much devote the entire month of September um, to training our core members and getting them ready. Um, we train them in um, early childhood development as well as classroom management. So when they get into the classroom, they have a better idea 
of, of what we're doing and why we're doing um, exactly what we're doing. <laughs> so students can use this for any volunteer hours that they may have or boosting of resumes going into grad school or trying to get internships or things of that nature, correct? Yes. Absolutely. Um, A lot of our college students will join um, just to help build their resumes, and then they end up falling in love with Jumpstart. Um, That's actually what happened with me. I selfishly joined Jumpstart to help my resume for grad school, um, and then clearly fell in love with the program, because here we are. (laughs) Well, I think that's a good thing, too, though, to to recognize there's these opportunities to obviously, you know, help in in propelling you to higher education or whatever that may be, and in a way, it's giving back to the community in a meaning in a meaningful way and a needed way because you know yeah it sounds like it's great for having uh, kindergartners ready but what does that do to that student loan term and then to the rest of us when we have students going into kindergarten who are who are prepared yeah absolutely um, it's it's just something that we really try to um, be intentional about and really trying to meet um, children where they're at, like I said earlier, and really focusing on getting them prepared for kindergarten and, and making sure that they, um, you know, start uh, kindergarten kind of with a jump start and, and having those skills and feeling um, ready and having parents too feel comfortable and confident sending their child into kindergarten, knowing that they've had, you know, some impact um, with jump start. But don't fear if your kids are already starting kindergarten this year, you didn't fail them. <laughs> Just read to them at home, practice the ABCs, your one, two, threes, and then, you know, everything is going to be fine. Because I, I can tell you, Caitlin, they can, it can get real um, overwhelming real quick to think that maybe you missed the boat. But for most kids, you know, you, you can just be there with them and, and ensure that they get on the right foot. Absolutely. It is. It's never too late um, to start reading to your child before bed or in the mornings. Um, it's, yeah, for any parent stressing, don't worry. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Um, but with Jumpstart, we just try to focus on, on meeting those children early on. All right. So where can we go to learn more information? And hopefully you can get a student or two out of this that will become volunteers. I think it's a worthy uh, use of their time. Yes. Thank you so much for letting us share about this um, opportunity with Jumpstart. It's been wonderful. Where can they go to learn more information? Um, they can learn, or they can go to um, jstart.org, um, and they can learn more uh, about the program and where we serve. Um, like I said, Jumpstart's a national program, so they can see um, where across the country Jumpstart is also located. All righty, good stuff, Caitlin. Well, I appreciate your time. Best of luck to the new school year, and you'll have to let us know as it grows. Yes, thank you so much. All righty, there you go. Mississippi Jumpstart, 575 volunteers, over 1,900 children served over the last decade, and 172,000 volunteer hours by students there at the University of Mississippi and now expanded to others, including Southern Miss and Mississippi State and Tougaloo. And I forgot the other, but they're all good. I think it's good stuff, getting students, helping smaller students. It's a win-win for everybody. All right, stick with us. we got more for you coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. And where down we go. Watch good things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even find us on YouTube. And if you've got Ceasefire TV, we are on channel 70, right next to the Weather Channel, which I am disgruntled with at the moment. Yesterday was like this flash of cooler weather. I feel like almost statewide for the most part. Most and people were pretty gruntled yesterday. We were gruntled yesterday because it was National Happiness Day ish yesterday. And today we're back to it's hotter than a hoochie coochie or whatever the song says. And yeah, so and here we are. Here we are. But come Friday, the entire Super Talk Mississippi team will be at the Lloyd Ricks building on the MSU campus as we bring awareness to CAST. You'll hear a lot about that. That stands for Child Advocacy Studies Training. It's a nonprofit membership organization. It supports and advocates on behalf of children's advocacy centers and multidisciplinary teams statewide. So get all of us from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. They're coming up Friday. And you still got time if you're into Guns N' Roses, if you're into Guns N' Roses, if you like Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I guess there's probably a listener who's into Guns and Roses. <laughs> but the N, it's not Anne, right? Like it's Guns in Roses, not Guns and Roses. Okay, distinct difference with that one little word in the middle. But either way, they are coming to the Mississippi Coast Coliseum September the 20th. And we want to give you a chance to have the VIP treatment. Obviously, win you some tickets, but win you a night stay at Beau Rivage, get you a limo ride. You do have to be 21 to enter. And you can find registration boxes throughout the state by going to Super Tall. FM slash GNR. And if you were hoping to get some of the Dolly Parton tickets um, coming up in Philadelphia and you forgot that yesterday was the day that they were posting the link to go on sale, don't even try. Don't even try. It's like me trying to find MLS tickets to go see Messi play now that he's playing in America. Psh- they just vanished. They just vanished. And they did a great job, a wonderful job, of trying to remind people, like, this is not a concert. Yes, it is. But, I mean, in in actuality it is because she will be singing and putting on a performance. Right. But it's not like she's not going on the road. This is not like a tour. She's More of an intimate gathering. An intimate gathering of, you know, 300 vicious people who are trying, like, cats and dogs to get, to get a spot. I do think they're also going to put up a Jumbotron, and there's going to be um, – Extended opportunity to sort of be that close to the queen herself, uh, Dolly Parton. Like overflow seating at like, Easter at church. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully you can actually hear, you know, hear on the other side. And so just to be sort of a part of it. And it all goes, you know, uh, to the Congress of, of Country Music there and Philadelphia and all the things that they're doing, which is so good there. But if you got a ticket then you're one lucky um, son of a gun. So you hold on to it. Don't you lose it. And if you you could sell it before kidney, it probably makes some cash between now and whenever that particular concert is. I just think it's cool that she's BFF with Marty and like come down and do that for for him and something here in Mississippi. So congratulations if you got your tickets to that. And a congratulations, too, to Brennan Lacey. You might remember that name. We actually spoke with him here on Good Things prior to him leaving um, for going to the um, 
AAU Junior Olympic Games. Well, he went and he ran and he got in the top 10. He got in the seventh place, which I think is pretty impressive. He's a Canton native and he competed in the 100 meter dash, 200 meter dash, and the 4x4 uh, meter dash uh, relay. And it was held in Iowa. And in the 200-meter dash, he reached the semifinals. Okay, 200 meters. Just think about this. How far is 200 meters? We've said this before, but I was trying to, I know how far I've... It's like two football fields plus just a little bit. But 200, 200 meters is not two football fields, is it? A football field's 100 yards, and a, a meter is just a little bit longer than a yard. But a meter would be 200 meters. Like, I'm thinking when I run at the gym... 200 meters has to be further, not as far as a full football field. Maybe not. Either way. 200 meters it's in. Two football fields. Is it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I believe you. I'm just thinking, do I run that? Because a meter stick is longer than a yard stick, and a football field is 100 yards. So if you have 200 meters, then that's two football fields plus some. Okay, that's crazy. I know that it takes me how long it takes me to run 200 meters. And so it took him 22.7 seconds. And that is not how fast it takes me to run it. In fact, he could make several 200-meter laps, although he probably can't withhold 22.22 seconds for multiple 200 meters. You tap into others. Anyway, this is still pretty freaking impressive. In in the 100-meter dash, he advanced to the finals, and he did that in 11.3 seconds, which that one is what earned him seventh place. So... He's fast. Oh, yeah? I think he's got a future in track. But who am I to tell if he keeps on and keeps up with it? There's at least some scholarship money somewhere for him. You know, when they when we talk about it all the time, because I'm getting really excited, because we'll start hearing more about the Summer Olympics and the trials and all that will be coming up because in 2024. And every year we talk about how we should put normal folks um, in the races with them. But that doesn't seem fair. It's almost like, at least in track, especially with him, where it's doing 100 meters or 200 meters, you just put us side by side and say, you run for 11 seconds and you run for 11 seconds, and let's see how far you can get, and then you let the poor mortal be done in 11 seconds versus having to complete it in a minute or whatever it may be. So I guess you haven't seen the uh, the footage of the race, I think it was in China, the the women's, I think it was 100 meters race where Somalia didn't have a runner that they sent. So the person in charge of the athletes invited their niece to run in it. So you, there's there's now video evidence out there on the interwebs where you can see what it would look like if you have the Olympic-level athletes versus the average Joe. I love that. I think we need she that. She got smoked. Um, yeah, but it puts into perspective how... Because when you see all of them who are great out there, it feels like, oh, that's not so hard. But then you throw, like, even if you throw, like, a mid-level, someone who's not going to have cardiac arrest out there trying to keep up. I mean, if you if you haven't sprinted in a while, today's probably not the day to start doing that. Um, or at least not thinking, like, back in your glory days. Just sort of seeing how hard it actually, you know, it, it actually is. Because you take for granted that they're all at the same-ish level. And so oh, yeah. they all make it look... It's like now by watching like American Ninja Warrior, which we've had a few Mississippians who have gone on and done great things there. You look at it and they're all they don't do like the whole, you know, American Idol thing where they put folks who are super unfit up there. Everybody's passed some form of test. And so you think to yourself, 
I I could make it through one of them or two of them. You can't. I still think I could make it past the first little hop around thing. Maybe. But then as soon as, yes. But, but once you get to like, you got to grab this thing that's on a hook and you got to swing and unhook it and rehook it. No, I'm not doing that. No. I'm falling on the first one. Like the amount of grip strength and just. Or the spider wall where you jump and, yeah. <laughs> and hold yourself. Yeah. That's how you do it? Yeah. And what's sad is when they do it and you hear them, yeah. And then it's just. It's like, did they have something on their feet that were a little wet? Was their hands a little wet? It just sort of didn't, it didn't go as planned. They didn't lock it in. And every single time they are surprised when um, they fall in the water. It's like, oh, and I'm like, what, what were you expecting? What were you? I'd like to know, like, back at the very beginning of figuring that out, which I think you've mentioned before, American Ninja Warrior is a, like, it's, it was Yeah, it's an else. import. It was originally started at Mount Midoriyama in Japan. Do they have water there also? Oh, yeah. And it's uh, it's not water you would want to fall into. Because unlike American Ninja Warrior, where they, they have these pools that they build, and then they build all the, the stuff over those pools full of nice, clean water. No, at Mount Midoriyama in Japan, they get the excavator out there and dig a mud hole and just fill that with water. So it's a nice brown consistency. Of water. I wonder, I guess, was that more of the economical way of softening the fall versus just having a bunch of um, aired up pillow thingies? It's way more entertaining. A foam pit or something. A foam pit. Like, it was, it's way more entertaining that way. But I would hate to, it would startle you if you just fell into the water. But But in that same vein of, it's easy to overlook how athletic some of these people are or just, Sheer size. Like when you're watching college football or the NFL, and they're all around the same size, and then you see them in real life. It's like wrestlers, the the WWE. You get two huge dudes fighting each other in the ring, and it's like, well, yeah, they're a little jacked, but I bet I could take them until you see them in real life, and they're a foot and a half taller than you. And it's like, you're huge. No, I can't take you. But you are right. People came to your... Um, on your on your behalf on the ceasefire text line, 200 meters is 218 yards, which is further than a football. It just doesn't. Football fields just seem so much bigger on TV. I don't know. All right, stick with this. We got more for you coming up next. Stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Hey, feeling good, like I should. When in Durga, walk around the neighborhood. Feeling blessed, never stressed. 
listen to good things on supertalk.fm and the Supertalk Mississippi app. And you can also find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. You can watch good things, too, when you're on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. And school may have just started, but don't put off planning a fall or winter getaway. Joining us is Stacy Rollins. She is travel planner extraordinaire. Hey, Stacy. Hey, Rebecca, how are you? I'm not complaining today. Um, I'm thinking about cooler uh, fall-like days and maybe having a fun vacation that doesn't in, uh, doesn't and uh, have 100-degree weather with it. Is that possible? That is definitely possible, for sure. You know, and what's funny is my Christmas vacations that I plan for most people, they're wanting to go somewhere tropical. So isn't it funny how we usually like the season that we're not currently in that's true is there anywhere though just speaking of that before we dive into where we could or or should be going i mean is there anywhere in the summer that people flock to that are i mean your ski resorts and all at least here in america are, are closest to us i mean they're closed for the season do you send people off skiing during june and july not normally. That doesn't seem to be one that is popular during this month. Uh, June and July seem to be more like, you know, cruises or out west adventures, um, theme parks, things like that. So let's talk about the fall sort of winter months or, or just how when we should be planning for our next little getaway. And I would say that can range anything from a, a fun weekend to even something more extensive to a week away or maybe even longer. You're the one who helps people plan. How should people think about incorporating uh, vacation planning into, I guess, just their family routine? Well, most people, when they're looking at vacation planning, some of the things that they consider are, you know, if they've got children in school, it's around school break times. So many schools now do a fall break, which back when I was in school, that wasn't an option. But we have fall breaks. Usually that's a good time to travel in the sense of um, cost. It's very cost efficient during the fall to travel versus more like um, Christmas break or spring break. So that's a good thing to consider. If you're older and without children or um, maybe a younger couple, they have a tendency to want to travel during times when school is in session. Um, Once again, the fall seems to be better priced when it comes to vacations. Um, Flights are a better price. You have weather to consider if you go down south or the chance of weather. And so, therefore, because not many people are traveling, Things like flights, they go down in price, which makes it a great opportunity to get a good deal. Which I think parents should think about because sometimes we get stuck in that rut of, you know, they can't miss any school. It's hard to sort of make up, which is kind of a lie. Like, I mean, they can miss some time, you know, during school. A lot of teachers or places will work with you on, you know, getting their um, work in advance and getting that done or, or taken care of in a timely manner. So you can get on some of those better deals or can go at a time that like the weather kind of matches up. I think people shouldn't be nervous about taking some time away, even if it's during like the routine and mundane Monday through Friday. I totally agree with that. I was an educator for 20 years before becoming a travel agent. So I really know what it looks like to have a child missing a few school days. And usually teachers all work with you on things like that. So 
Um, you can't make up those memories. Like, you can't replace the memories that you make with your family. And that's really something that I think is very important to do. Is it another myth, too, Stacey, that you should wait till your kids are much older before you take them on, quote unquote, like bigger trips? Or is there still things that families that have, when I say smaller children, maybe we're talking five, six, seven. I know you, you know, anytime you get younger than that, they're not going to remember it. But you're talking about six, seven, eight years, kindergarten age, first grade you know are there can they still benefit from maybe what you would say bigger trips if they can benefit from bigger trips the majority of people with children that age have a tendency to stick with things like theme parks you know disney's very popular for that age just because it's kind of a magical age of belief And then you have things like the beach. That's a really popular thing because kids just love to play in the sand and play in the water. Um, Cruising is actually popular for families with younger children um, just because there are so many kids' activities on board. And it's a good way that they can have some fun doing some things of their own, but yet you can come back together as a family and do some family activities or have a nice meal or explore a new place. It feels like, Stacey, once everything opened back up after, you know, the pandemic that shall rename nameless, it feels like everything skyrocketed in price. Everything got booked up. Everything, everybody wanted to go everywhere as soon as they sort of could. Has that calmed down any or can folks still expect to have, you know, longer waits for certain things or or is that a myth? It is not a myth. Um, we have seen record um Things being booked up in in a crazy amount of time now. Um, It's amazing how that pandemic, so to speak, really changed our outlook on getting away from everyday life and spending time with the ones that you love. And travel is such an important part of that because when we're home, we're still doing things like answering emails or you know, doing laundry if you're the mom. You know, you're still doing things at home where you're just not completely focused on your family. And traveling is one of the ways that everybody can get away from everything. Uh, Kids are away from video games, and you're actually truly spending time together. So, Stacy, you work as a travel planner extraordinaire. I gave you that name. How do you like it? <laughs> Absolutely love it. I get the opportunity to just meet people and talk to them and help them plan the trip that fits their family. And I get such joy knowing that they're going to be spending that time with their family and that I got to help them do it. And the great thing about using a travel advisor is it's completely free to do. Some people think that using a travel advisor is an extra charge or an extra cost, and um, that is actually a myth as well. Anytime you go to a travel site, whether it's Hilton and you're booking a hotel at a Hampton Inn or Expedia and booking something, there's actually a fee built inside there for travel agents. And if you go straight through the website, they keep that fee. But if you go through a travel advisor, you're now getting a service, You're not paying any extra, and you're supporting a small business. So it's kind of a win-win. 
And you can help to, I guess, get the most out of their vacation. And so I always encourage folks, too, if they really are looking to go on like that big trip or they think that a big trip is too audacious for them to even plan, they should definitely talk to a travel advisor first because you'd be surprised. Some things are expensive, like some things are going to be once in a lifetime things, but there are other style of vacations that can be more economical than you think. And you're missing out just because you assume you can't afford it. Exactly. Like, for instance, right now we have um, a promotion with one of the cruise line vendors. And today I quoted a four-night, let's see, four-night cruise, that's correct, for two adults and two children 12 and under during December for $1,300. And that's everything. So if you, I mean, you think about that. That's your lodging, that's your food, your drink, your entertainment. For $1,300, most hotels for four nights are going to cost that. So how do we get in touch with you, Stacey? Um, do you work with folks everywhere, or is it just in, in one part of Mississippi? No, I work with people all over the United States, actually. So you can find me on Facebook, first of all, at Stacy S-T-A-C-Y, Rollins, R-O-L-L-I-N-S, at Marvelous Mouse Travels. I, my email is stacy.rollins at marvelousmousetravels.com, or you can reach me by phone at 615-812-4661. Do you get the travel insurance or not, Stacy? Yes, get the travel <laughs> insurance. COVID has changed. I mean, even right now of where we are, COVID has kind of shown its ugly head again. And um, the travel insurance is definitely a way to protect your investment. And where would you say, like, right now it would be a hot spot, not necessarily in temperature, but that people are sleeping on to travel? The two biggest spots that I am booking at the moment for future travel, not necessarily this year, but for next summer, are Alaska and Europe. Those are the two big hot spots right now. You could send me to either, Stacy. I would be totally happy. <laughs> I know they're great spots to be booking, and people are really looking at taking more of those bucket list trips now, and they've become a little more affordable um, when you book way in advance. We have a Europe trip right now with flights included for $6,000 for 10 nights. Well, I know Rhino and I, I think one wants to go to Greenland, the other wants to go to Iceland, all the things. We also have to work, oh, maybe Stacy next year um, or whenever the uh, World Cup comes back, it's going to be in Atlanta. I know that's not a big travel, but we got to work to get Rhino there somehow. Like we're going to go a GoFundMe or something, huge soccer uh, player. So we may be calling you back for, for all that travel and more. How about that? That sounds great. I do big and small. All righty. Well, I appreciate your time. You got us thinking about where we're somewhere fun we would like to go, but you don't go anywhere. We got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Just a young gun with a quick fuse. I was uptight. 
wanna leave my old life behind. Not a yes sir, not a follow up. Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer. Take a number. I was lightning before the thunder. thunder. Welcome back to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. We hope you know you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. And our last guest, Miss Stacy, she got us thinking about travel. Am I right, Rhino? Is that one of your – is it Iceland or is it Greenland for you? I mean – either. I I wouldn't mind going to either. I'd like to go to Scotland. Scotland! Which is that side of the pond or – Japan, the other side of Pacific. Well, I don't know why I didn't think about Japan, but I knew there was a land in there. So, but it's pretty like so. Greenland's cold. Yes, it's it's the opposite. I learned that from the Mighty Ducks too. Yeah, Iceland's green and Greenland's ice. Correct. So, so where is Scotland on the? Scotland world? is technically the northern part of the UK. So you've got England, which London down in the bottom part, huge metropolitan area, and then the north is the more rural kind of area of England mm-hmm. with uh, the highlands and the lowlands and the mountains and all that fun stuff. Someone said the best trip with my two boys and wife was to Niagara Falls, Canadian side. Is there a difference in the sides or just the fact? I think Canada, like people, is it, if you went to the lake, is it the Lake Gl- Louise? Lake Louise, that's in oh, yeah, Canada, in correct? Canada. Um, I saw someone else who had just recently went there and posted uh, photos. I think that would be absolutely uh, beautiful. Darren and Jackson said, I go to Scotland every other year. I was stationed there in the Navy. That's kind of that's kind of cool. Of Japan, it's a big place. Maybe not really, but where would you, yeah, where would you want to go? My daddy was stationed in Okinawa. That's not exactly probably where you'd want to go, but... I would probably regret it, but I would probably want to go somewhere in northern Japan in the wintertime just to experience the crazy snowfall they get because they literally, they've got a highway that they bring in excavators and machines and dig out the highway from the snow, and it's like a man-made snow canyon that you drive through. I think it'd be fascinating as someone who's... I've experienced snow. I've never seen anywhere near that much snow in one place. Today, Darren and Jackson said, I'd like to make a trip to the Arctic ice cap and lay down and dig. <laughs> yes, can you take all of us with you? I don't think anybody is going. Yes, we will. We'll complain because by that time we'll have gone through fall before we get to actually dog days of winter. And we'll complain a little bit and we'll do the whole sort of cycle. But I think if anybody, if you were to pick us up all now and transport transport us to anywhere that's frigid, we at least take 24 hours, if not really being um, aggravated or agitated. I feel like we are all desperate for a little bit of a little bit of a cool breeze headed headed that way. I'd love to see the northern lights. I really don't care where I see them from. I know you can see them in Alaska. I was you about to say, yeah, you can go to Canada and, or Alaska or Can- and see Canada, them. Canada, but it'd have to be a good, but or would, somewhere in Scandinavia. Um, but if it was like a man-made something, I think it would be neat to see the Great Wall of China. Like I'm like, well, you know, um, at one time I don't know if they still do. Back in my running days, they would have um, races and things. I don't know if they let them anymore, but it was very sp- sporadic. But that would be really cool. I've seen the. There's a company that that offers races where that you sign up for a certain race, like the Great Wall of China, or like. 
the Eiffel Tower and different things where it's landmarks, but then you download the app and you log your runs, and when you've completed the distance for that run, they send you the medal for that location. So you can collect medals from around the world without ever really leaving the area that you enjoy running in. Aaron and Meridian said he would love to do Ireland, Scotland, and England. That sounds like a good trifecta right there. And what do you think about – oh, mm, Rebecca, you took you took my trip, the Northern Lights, Jeff and Ponick Talk, who sadly did not win the Mega Millions, so you're not paying for our trip. We'll just keep paying into the Mississippi Roads and Bridges Fund, and um, maybe if one of us wins it, we can all – we'll all take as many as we can to see the great Northern Lights. And my luck would be it would be a stormy night, and there would be a bunch of clouds and sort of all the things, but maybe not. Maybe you would be able to have a, a clear vision or view of them in the sky. I think I just think that would be it's kind of neat. There's some places you can go and see them and like sleep in like igloo like things that's Oh yeah, got they the, got the little clear bubbles. Do you think you could actually sleep? Uh yeah. Well, it would depend. I mean, if it's if it's like the the stereotypical picture of the great pyramids where you look at it and it's like wow they're in the middle of a desert but if they turn the camera just a little bit they're right smack dab next to a bustling metropolitan area what? of cairo they so never you, show you so that so you photo. think of the pyramids as being out in the middle of nowhere it's like yeah it'd be nice and and tranquil and serene it's oh, like no it's right doo -doo. next to a big city doo -doo -doo. you'd hear all the like city noise <laughs> I just feel like those little things too, dude. Okay, stick with us. You got more coming up next. You got the boys for Sports Talk from 3 to 6. So Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.